0: Iowa Everywhere. This is Iowa Everywhere. And now, it's time for two guys named Chris. Powered by Fairway Meat and Grocery. This is Iowa Everywhere. For the fans. What's going on? Welcome to a Sunday evening episode of two guys named Chris. My name is Chris Williams, joined by Chris Hassel. Four and one, brother. Four and one. Five and I believe, one. I believe you're five and five one. Five and one. Five and one. Yeah. The Minnesota Vikings. I thought here on a Sunday episode we may as well, you know, yeah, win
1: You told me that you were going to be wearing a Vikings jersey, so I figured I better break out my, uh, my Bears jersey. Who's that? It has my name on it.
0: Oh, the personalized jersey guy.
1: You know when I you know when when I got this?
0: High school. 1994. Yep. You know, okay, so earlier It's got than
1: the 75th school. anniversary patch on it.
0: It's, that's actually really cool. It's, it's sewed
1: in. The jersey's sewn. Numbers are sewn. My dad got it
0: for me. I have a worn Still moon fits. one. That's a Vikings one really? that's just like that. Yeah. That's why oh, you're going to say Oilers cuz that would have been no, a really cool jersey. No. I have the Vikings worn So any when I go to Vikings games, it's, it's kind of like a badge of honor to show like how old of a jersey you can wear because people mm-hmm. are like, oh, no, that brother's been through it all with us, right? <laughs> so I, my jersey of choice, I have an Anthony Carter one I like to pull out, and then the Warren Moon jersey. Like, I'll just walk around Minneapolis, and people will just be like, moon. They love it. They eat it up. They just I dig f- it.
1: I forgot for a moment that Warren Moon was I'm, with the Vikings after his Oilers career.
0: Just for my um, cyclone cred, this is a
1: now yeah, that's uh now wong is how Kine, it's pronounced.
0: Kinna Wang Wu Jersey yeah.
1: for the- You guys had it wrong the
0: entire time yeah. he was in college. Five years we mispronounced his name. What'd you call him? Nawangwu uh Kin Awangu. Yeah.
1: And then I, I start hearing NFL announcers calling him wong and I thought they were the crazy ones. So you've out heard about you the- guys were lazy.
0: Well this happened... You guys did this, too, with Russ Millard. Is it not Millard? It's Millard. No. Swear to God.
1: See, so got, I went to elementary school with a girl named Candace who claimed to be his cousin, and she never said anything like that. She said it was Millard, and her
0: name was he. Candace Bud, Millard. Bud Legg told me this. You know Bud. Of course. So legend, like icon. Sure. Uh, off season, like we should have Bud come on and just bullshit with him. He's he's phenomenal. But long time guy at the Iowa High School Athletic Association brings Russ Millard into the Hall of Fame and Russ says, Hey, would you just make sure that the PA guy pronounces my name right? We've been it was he's like, I just I got kids now and I just want know, to make that sure that
1: happens more often than people realize. These whether they're athletes or writers, people that appear on TV, people that you know, their names are pronounced differently than everyone pronounces them. Like um, the ESPN, uh, God, there was somebody at ESPN that told me, oh, Windhorst, you know, the the NBA uh, NBA writer, Brian Windhorst. He said it's actually pronounced Windhurst. Really? And they First, just, not horsed. And he said, but I don't really care, so we just go with it. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: That's that's really freaking crazy. Well, anyways, welcome to the program. Hey, I did get a confirmation, by the way. I had lunch with somebody from Fair. You are going to get a giant box of meat, but mm-hmm. your raw meat's just going to get shipped there. It's going to be frozen. Okay. And then great. you can do whatever you want with your meat once you get it. But, um,
1: it's oh, fantastic.
0: Yeah. Anyways, so that's I your, can't wait. We're saving hassle from the garbage meat in the southeast. Real meat from Fairway. See, I thought they grocery. had given
1: it to you and Come you were what? supposed to send it to me. I wouldn't would then you do that. Do you honestly think it? I
0: would do that? Yes. Yeah, you're probably right. I see Depends all that meat
1: the... that you guys cook up on college Saturdays. <sighs> we got a little coffee there.
0: Yeah. Dude, I, These weekends, and I love them. Look, come here, here, Elise. Come say hi to daddy's podcast people. Just real... I mean, the sweetest little girls. I'm pretty sure this podcast has the
1: explicit label on it. (sighs) Yeah. Explicit content. Can Can your
0: daughter really be around for this? Yeah, yeah. But she's fine. She's heard it all. But I have my daughters. It's two on one, right? And you're just these weekends are just when i'm trying to work and my wife is at the clinic for two full days so yeah i'm i'm drinking coffee at 707 on a sunday night i absolutely am cheers don't don't judge me Um, i'm
1: not judging you i'm just surprised (laughs) yeah see i drink coffee when we do the morning show you drink coffee when we do a night show
0: yeah yep 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 yep. <laughs> so um thanks to all for who are watching and and listening here on a sunday night hassle's yeah why are we CBS doing this stuff. again you, you have some cbs stuff on tomorrow this is on yes. you what are you asking me for i
1: just i wanted to know if you remembered and i wanted you to tell the audience why we're doing <laughs> we're not doing well, this know. and the monday morning show this is it mr. this is the show
0: mr big shot national media over here he's got he's got more important things to do you know what you know what morning. it is tomorrow what? It's a Dr.
1: Pepper shoot with Brady Quinn. Oh, And And it's, nice. it deals with the, the, you know, the Dr. Pepper halftime toss? Yeah. The chest passes. So this is like a commercial that you're going to be in? He basically, yes. And it's going to be, he's going to be the one throwing. He did one last year where he figured out that it is actually a lot easier to score more points by chest passing it. He thought that it was going to be the other way around, that he was going to be able to you know, throw overhand and don't look like an idiot. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that these guys, these kids, these college kids, they know what they're doing because the chess pass is the way to go. So that is that is not going anywhere.
0: Hmm. Is Elise well, bothering you? No, she's, she's just climbing back up. You want me to tell her to get out of the room? She's climbing back up on our chair. She's good for now. We're good. <laughs> We're good. Uh, but no, thanks for everybody for being flexible with us. Yeah, this is the show. So don't try and tune in. on This is the show. Monday it's morning.
1: like the Seinfeld episode where uh, what Banya has the dinner. This, this is the dinner. If you order soup, that's the dinner. Okay. This is the show. And salad, there's the. Just a salad. And how, about, how about Van Wink just coming up right away with the Dr. Pepper chest pass from last year? This is why you watch on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter. My, it reminds Van me Wink.
0: my favorite thing is when the girl, after she won, she's like, Dr. Pepper changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> Dr.
1: Pepper. Dr. Pepper has changed my life as well. Hey, that's why you, we're doing this tonight instead will, of tomorrow.
0: Will you tell the Dr. Pepper people? Uh, I mean this. Van Wink, see if you can pull this up. I, I truly believe that Dr. Pepper has a cream soda zero flavored that's out. It is my favorite soda of all time. It's Dr. Pepper Cream Soda Zero. And, like, see if you can get these. I'll, if they can just send me a couple boxes, I'll endorse So now. there's I, no calories? No. And they don't have to pay me for this. I just want free Dr. Pepper Cream Soda. Wait,
1: they don't have to pay you to give you free Dr. Pepper? Is that what but, you're saying?
0: I mean, they're on two guys named Chris. They're getting all this free pub. I mean, they're getting thousands of dollars. We're, yeah, right here, this pop. It, this Whoa. is the best soda On the planet Earth. I've never seen that. It's freaking amazing. It is unreal. So I have this thing where I can't or I don't
1: drink dark pop. And now I call it soda because nobody down here calls it pop. Yeah, it's not even a thing. When I was in Des Moines, I had a major stomach issue where I had a a stomach ache for like a year and a half straight. So I started uh, cutting out certain things from my diet just to see if it would help. And when i cut out dark pop that's what did it a year and a half into this thing dark pop really so, that yeah. was it so now i, I would would cuz I, and i love dr pepper i i it's it's spicy it's well it's got like 27 spice. different flavors yeah it's got it it's it's a good christmas time pop but unfortunately uh my stomach can't handle it josh yes. betts wants to know who would win the t- dr pepper toss between me and you chris uh are you athletic well, you were I mean, on that. I, I can uh, hold my own, but I'm not. You were on the Clorinda Academy basketball team, and I wasn't up. on my on my varsity team,
0: right? I'm not even going to go there, because the last time I did that, people were decorating my camper. Like, <laughs> it turned into this old deal. I told you, I, yeah, like I, I I know I told you this. My mom and dad were walking um, around at my niece's volleyball game, and people were like, shaking their heads at him because of the Clorinda Academy banter here on two guys named Chris.
1: We had gone at least like five shows without mentioning <laughs> Clorinda Academy. It's, it's over.
0: All right. Uh, a lot of great uh, comments coming in on Facebook and YouTube. Thank you. Keep them going. we like to have the We like to have the interaction. It's a lot of fun. If you're listening on the podcast on Monday morning, uh, you can watch these live. You can go back and watch it. Van Winkle does a great job of pulling up graphics and stuff. So uh, we're just striving to keep getting better at this, and the the video thing adds a lot to it. So you can follow us on YouTube. We just got over 1,000 followers. Uh, That's where you can watch the show. And you don't have to watch it live. You can go back and watch it on demand at any point in time. Let's get to the Iowa State recap. Oh, and then boy, we'll get great. into the rest of college football as well. Um, I'll, I'll start, Chris. Uh, really good improvement. Ben Bruns was on um, Cyclone Sunday here and called it Iowa State's best game of the season as far as play goes. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah. Got a lot better. Uh, the offense looked like a totally different group than what you saw the last couple of weeks, the defense continue, continued to be lights out, really, really shaky on special teams. Uh, <laughs> another block punt for Iowa State, and then a big kickoff return. Now, granted, neither one of those really cost them. They kind of lucked out because the defense got a big stop after this block punt, and then the um, kickoff return, there was a hold on, but still, that's it's not winning in the margins. Missed field goal cost him. Yeah, that – oh, yeah. I mean, that, that cost them at least There
1: are overtime. so many special teams mistakes week in and week out, you can't even remember them all the next You're day. You're right.
0: And it's been this way for a while now. Yeah. So really good game other than the, the special teams. Uh, you still come down with a loss at the end of the day, though, Chris. And, man, it's just 14 points and four losses is really hard to fathom. That's actually a really difficult statistic to That is a stumble upon
1: that's, that's a Kirk Ferentz special. (laughs) That's, that's what Kirk Ferentz would do is he would have all these losses. I remember the 2008 season was a lot like this for Iowa where they lost a lot of games early and they were really close. And then they did turn the season around. You remember that win against Penn state, number two in the country toward the Mm -hmm. end of the season, they went to the Outback bowl, they rolled South Carolina, they ended up winning eight or nine games after some really devastating, close losses. And there was major improvement. There's there's no doubt about that. And it was a fun game to watch. But the bottom line is they continue to lose close games in the margins Mm -hmm. because of special teams, because of, you know, your best player, again, dropped a pass that for the second straight week might have put you in position to win the football game. Third
0: straight week. Third he, straight week. That he happened. dropped one in the end zone. This, this wow. is a hard thing for me to analyze, and I want to get pick your brain on it. the, the Hutchinson deal is so hard because he might win the Bulatnikov this yeah. year. Like go look at his stats. He's got the best statistical profile of any wide receiver in the country. And he is so active in that offense. He's targeted so many times. And he's dropped these three really big passes in these games. It's just—it's hard for me when when I'm trying to analyze him because... We're watching this right now, though, Chris. Did he really need
1: to jump or dive? What was that? He could have have easily caught that and run into the end zone for a touchdown.
0: I have no idea. I don't know. And that's what makes it so hard to analyze him because... They're probably not even in these games without him, you know, and then he's just he's had. Re- eh, I don't know. Maybe he did. Need it. I don't know. That's I don't think he did.
1: I think he he it, if I just had to guess, he thought that if he just made the catch and went down, that would give him a better opportunity of of securing the football and not try to do more with it than he needed to but I, it was a perfect throw yeah. i think that should have been he should have caught it in stride and man. run into the end zone
0: it's so hard to analyze him because you don't want to be i don't want to kill him too much because he's been so good he's just had these mm-hmm. three high profile drops right and it's just it's maddening i feel really bad for him because we all know he's a good receiver but man you're right though like if he if your best player makes those plays you're probably five and one going into the bye. Jeez. Right? I mean, the I would give Baylor, I would I would still count that as a loss, but the other ones are by three points, one point, and then that. Now, who knows? Texas at that point could have gone down and scored. Sure. It wasn't a yeah. guarantee, but man, it, it, it and it takes you out of the situation, which we're going to get into next on the controversy right. at the end of this football game. Where there you're are not
1: ways in, to avoid needing a call to win a game.
0: Yeah, so let's take a look here at the um, controversial play at the end of the game. And I want full disclosure, I'm at a game watch, okay? I'm at our game watch at Fong's and for Cyclone Fanatic. So it was difficult. I didn't really have great sound because I'm with a bunch of people and it's loud and everybody's drinking and all that stuff. Um, I thought Chris, I thought he had fumbled it and I thought they were just reviewing it because it's a close play at the end of the game and they would see if they could they would tack on a targeting now and and I've heard from people who were there that it was very much mass confusion and you could see it at the end of this when when the officials come back and they said the play on the field stands um Matt Campbell celebrates you saw him like pump his fist they thought that they They had the football. So what happened was, and Randy Peterson from the Des Moines Register gets the credit for this, goes to the Big 12, finds out that they accidentally, they misspoke on the field. So the official on the field live yesterday says that the ruling on the field was that his knee was down. I think it's pretty clear that was a fumble, that the ball was coming out there. Um, so, but, the, but the Iowa State coaches and players didn't know that he had misspoken, apparently, at that point. And I think a lot of that, like just mass confusion, I think, built up over the last couple of years because targeting is a really weird deal. We're going to get into that. And I think you have a unique perspective being a national play-by-play guy on this. Um, nobody really knows what the hell it is anymore. Um, Iowa State fans, I think, are really jaded on this specific rule because of Aishim Young in the Big 12 championship game, the Bo Freeler thing uh, a couple weeks ago at Baylor. And there's just an overall lack of consistency. Uh, But I think you put it all together, and it was a little bit of a melting pot of anger (laughs) at the end of that football game yesterday. But
1: I do. there were many, many Iowa State fans who agreed with – with what our thoughts were that you shouldn't have put yourself in that position. And it was a, an uncertain call that that call could have gone either way. Yeah. And I I, was, I was in a very similar situation to you in that I wasn't, I didn't have, you know, I wasn't fully into the sound. I I wasn't fully uh, into the, the announcers and the ref. I was getting ready to start my game in Birmingham and we were getting ready to go on the air and I had the game up on my laptop I was watching it very closely and I not really hearing everything I somehow was able to be on the same page of what they were actually doing I I, the whole time I thought that the the play had been ruled a fumble and that they were going to review it to see if it was indeed a fumble. And at the same time, when it's a play as close as that, they're also going to look to see if, if if they think that a targeting is warranted, they will add that in review. That's And then I think there was just a lot of confusion because of a misspeak. Now, that doesn't change the way this was officiated, the fact that he misspoke. All that did was... Put Iowa State fans in a weird situation and Iowa State coaches and players in a weird situation where they thought that they got the call and they didn't.
0: Yeah, it it was but that wouldn't have changed the call.
1: Did the misspeak wouldn't have changed anything?
0: No, I I think it's pretty clear that the ball was coming out and that's no probably, doubt. I, I
1: don't think there's any doubt that yeah. ball
0: was coming out before the knee was
1: down. The, the targeting. It's I, a fifty-fifty. Um, you could go either way, but it wasn't called on the field. I really did not think that there was enough there to put a targeting call on that. All it, those slow-mo replays, I, I didn't think there was enough to put a targeting call on that.
0: So I would encourage everybody to go and listen to, because he disagrees with me. Like in my, If I'm the commissioner of college football, that's not targeting. Okay? Like, if I could make up the rules. But the problem is, and I understand why this infuriates fans. I get it. When you have guys get tossed for way less of of hits than that. And that's the problem. Yeah, and there's just no consistency. That's the problem. Yeah, and I actually kind of feel bad for the refs because I think that they're kind of being put in an impossible spot here.
1: And fan bases and teams believe that if something was done to them, they should be getting it back eventually. Correct. And that's just not how it works. These these officiating crews are different week to week. They have no idea that you may have gotten jobbed on this several times before. They're not into makeup calls throughout the course of several years. That's just not going to happen. I get why fans are frustrated because I don't think there's anybody that can watch a college football game and definitively, even at a 90% clip, Call these targeting penalties correctly. I, I, I think it's. I think there's so much gray area, and the rule changes slightly each year that it makes it impossible.
0: Well, that's my thing too. If if you were to say, "Hey, Chris, do you think that was targeting?" I don't, I don't know. Well, I, I, I would don't. say this: like, I don't, I don't, don't think it was. like in the current form. I don't know if he was like, sliding. If, it I'm been. The, but he went, if I'm the if I'm the commissioner went. of college football, that's not targeting in the current like era of college football. I don't know if it is because every game, flip it from game to game, you see less. Do, you get you see guys get kicked out for less. And you did you watch Thursday night the hit in the West Virginia Baylor I game? I did not see that one. No, is it Matt? See if you could pull it up from my Twitter feed on Thursday night. I tweeted this hassle, and you're and you're going to see this. And a ton of Iowa State fans are watching this because it's a Big Twelve game. And this call doesn't – this guy doesn't get called for targeting. There's just, like – so you ask me, like, is it targeting? Well, in my world, no. That's not targeting. I wouldn't kick a guy out of the game for that. I don't think he should be flagged for that. In this current world, I have no idea because there's just no consistency at all. Not even game to game, quarter to quarter, right? Right. Like, you just – what do you see nationally? Like, do you – is it as Same prevalent? Thing. I mean, week to week, it's just you have no idea. It just there depends are, on the.
1: There have been many times where a a play is being reviewed for targeting, and the analyst and I will one hundred percent agree. Everybody in the truck is in agreement. It's it's yes or it's no, and they come back with an opposite ruling, and we're flabbergasted. It's, Here's look at that. It's <laughs> this just was so not targeted. Look well, at this. <laughs> It, it, that's that's crown on crown but that's not necessarily you know if you've got two guys if you got one guy going down to meet the other guy it's tough when you have that is the definition of running targeting backs helmet to helmet using your helmet their helmet to...
0: here you but go Here's if, the the... Run,
1: if, if the runner is coming to meet it's, it's tough that's so tough that
0: that to me yes it looks like targeting yeah it's whatever like that's just one that example looks like I Target. thought that was a right. egregious miss like the fact that Bo Freeler got kicked out in that Baylor game for mm-hmm. that and then that like and that's what where, where I can like sympathize with Iowa State fans because you you as a as a fan all you want is like hey like you said like just some consistency and like well oh, it happened to us right like and that's unfortunately I think these officials and then I think it's also a very real case that. The officials aren't as good in the Big Twelve as they are in the SEC and in the like right and like I'm sure, I'm guessing that they're probably a lower level probably when not. you do a conference USA game right it's mm-hmm. like yeah. I'm guessing four A officials in basketball in the CIML get paid more than the ones in Southwest mm-hmm. Iowa where I grew up like I there are different just levels
1: a, no question yeah but the reality here's the bottom line Decker's slides then it's, one yeah. he doesn't fumble two if he gets hit like that it is targeting. It is at least yeah a they have to throw penalty. the flag yeah at they least a a roughness penalty because he's a defenseless player he's giving himself up but since he didn't slide since he kind of went forward and it was kind of an awkward like head over knees type thing all bets are out the window and you're not considered defenseless and that's when that
0: rule changes. So I, I I think X, X catches you, the ball and you probably win. That's a, right. it's just a and, brutal. And if, brutal. if you don't
1: throw an interception in the end zone when you're up seven nothing, and either going to make it ten nothing or fourteen nothing, it's a totally different game. You throw an interception in the end zone and then all of a sudden Texas has the lead at halftime.
0: Um, it was tough, man. That that was a heartbreaking loss. I I felt that one for for the rest of the night. That. You just felt like if they could win that game, and your momentum's kind of building throughout that second half, you go down and score and take the lead. It really could have changed the tone of this Iowa State season. the The good news is here uh, that the offense looked a lot better, and that was the best game of Hunter Decker's very young career at this point. Uh, he used his legs, which I love to see him get out, and that now the, they're they're still not running the football well. And I really want to see this; these running backs get healthy during the bye week. That's clearly a thing. They were sparingly using Jirel Brock and Cartivius Norton. Let's see how healthy those guys can get during the bye. But this gives you at least a little bit of hope, Chris, that Iowa State, I think, can still get to a bowl game. If the offense is producing like that and your defense is the way it is, got some very winnable games in the second half. they they're can so, still, so yeah.
1: close. Yeah. And, and they're clearly not – what their record says they are in the Big 12, 0 and 4, but all four losses are well, th- at least 3 of the 4 are flip a coin and you win that game. The problem now is this is it, this is becoming a theme. Whether it's against Texas or Kansas State, it's becoming and you go back to to last year you're losing these close games. And hey, It's hard to get over that hump where if you're in a a game late, oh, my God, here we go again. We've lost all of these this season other than
0: the Iowa game. And I'd argue that it goes the other way, too, because from 2017 to 2020, they won the majority of those games. And it Mm -hmm. it can work the other way, too, where you're in that spot and you're like, hey, we've been here before, right? Like we Mm – and, and you watched him do that. They, they won a lot of those really close games when Campbell was building up the program, and, and it's going the other way right now. But now how
1: tight is Hutchinson going to be next yeah. time he's faced in that situation? Maybe those last two games of drops were in his head when that ball was coming down for a chance to –
0: Makes that was a like huge the,
1: play late in that game, and that's why he kind of wanted to go to the ground with it instead of just catching it in and striding, running into the end zone.
0: It was like the wide open layup in basketball. It's just like no one else around you. Mm-hmm. You don't expect to be that open, and just and it's just Michael a Jordan. heartbreaker. Yeah, it's your best
1: player, maybe the best wide receiver in college football, and
0: we he's on week, pace. He's on pace to have 1,400 yards this year. Jeez.
1: And the offense isn't, hasn't really been producing that much.
0: No. Like he's, but the, the point out is, like is his, the usage, his usage rate is out of – it is insane. And it's just – that's what's such a shame because he's having a historic year. This is going to be the best – unless it completely tails off or he gets hurt. It's going to be the best year ever by an Iowa State wide receiver. Like, it, it's very mm-hmm. clear that it's heading in that direction. And, and we're talking about these drops, which I, I just, it sucks. I, I don't know. I don't know how else to put it. It just sucks. Um, shout out to Fairway Meat and Grocery for bringing you two guys named Chris. Uh, kind of feels cool. I feel like this is when the old uh, two guys named Jim used to be on. I used, this was appointment listening for me back in Did the old listen days. You listened to that program? See, I got uh, to Des Moines and it was like at the-, the tail end of it. Oh, I was locked in. Every every week, man, I would turn on 1040 and what, listen to two guys named Jim. Really? One of the highlights of my career was Jim Walden called me one day when I was in college, and I don't know who gave him my number, but Jim Walden called me and asked me to come on and be on with him and Zobel, and I was like, absolutely. Really?
1: What, what do I got to do? The, yeah. What the hell they, did they want you on the show for? They,
0: they always called me around National Signing Day. I would be their recruiting guy because that was when I worked at Scout.com. Jim Zobel? Had an interest in recruits. They it was the single least detailed interview I think I did every. (laughs) Oh, "Oh, Chris, tell me about this. (laughs) You know, they would just ask me about the uh, kids from Iowa. You know, and then it would turn into like you know they just start telling stories back and forth, and I was just a guy on the other – like, I wasn't even a part of the conversation. So, yeah, I did that for, like, four years. I would go on two guys named Jim once a year to talk recruiting. Was this when cons. you were in high school? No, college. So I started my career – we didn't really know each other then. I I had a full-time job in sports media as a sophomore in college. I had no business having this job. But I was running CycloneNation.com, which was from Scout. Steve Dace hired Cyclone me. Cyclone Nation. Yeah.
1: Is that that's not the one that Narcisse was a
0: part of? Yes. Narcisse That was one. Narcisse and Steve Bates were my
1: coach, coach. <laughs> I can do twenty-five thousand push-ups in one day. How many does your team do? Those were the days when Narcisse was at the at the press conference.
0: He had that giant tape recorder. It was like a backpack. <laughs> so you, you know. worked with Narcisse? Yeah, Dace and Narciss were the guys who brought me into the business. It's amazing wow. I'm still here. Like it's Narc- amazing was, was that Narciss- I did. Was Narciss because he was in? He was he went into politics, right? Well, they, yeah. Well, they obviously they both did. But um,
1: but was he a Republican too? Like Dace? Yes. And and that's why you're a hardcore right winger now. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing? They.
0: That was. That's why you're MAGA. Some some sometime I'm gonna I'll do a tell all on all those days, but uh, now is not the time. It really is amazing for Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity. It's amazing I have a career. We'll just put it that way. (laughs) Like it is amazing that I, I haven't been canceled or whatever based off of my upbringing in this career. Uh, Anyways, uh, shout out to Jim Zobel and Jim Walden. God Zobel. bless Zabel's soul. And uh, Walden was just on with Murph and Andy. Yeah, that was a ago. fun interview. Yeah, yeah that, he, was,
1: he, that was cool. He did the color commentary on the Drake radio when they played it like Idaho State or something.
0: Like recently? Yeah, that's why he was on. He was gonna, he was I didn't gonna hear that part of the interview, but, but that's cool. Color commentary
1: for with, uh, with Chuck Reed. That's awesome. Because Drake was
0: playing in the Northwest somewhere. You want to hear what... Top five worst sports moments of my life. And only people who know Chuck Reed will truly appreciate this, okay? Elise. <laughs> it's the Iowa State-Drake football game from like 2018 oh God. or whenever, whatever godforsaken year that was. The... I mean, it is a monsoon. Okay, it's 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 maybe the worst weather day I've ever seen in the sporting event. The Jack Dry Stadium, the mud was like inches deep. Like it was horrible, horrible. Um, and I'm down there because I have to do all this pregame stuff. This is back when, and it's just like a normal home game. So I had to be outside, and, and I'm soaked. Like it's a disaster. I'm freezing cold. It, it wasn't like 35 degrees too. Yeah, it was horrible. It was horrible. Nobody they in should, the stands nobody's there like they should have never been able to play on that surface but they had to like they can't move it anywhere oh God. I remember I, I, remember to throw I it. was watching this
1: game on some <laughs> bootleg website what was this what was this game on cyclones TV bro okay well I don't get that in South Florida I was watching it <laughs> on some bootleg website you couldn't see through the fog it looked like an old m c twenty two game
0: and it it was I remember texting friends of mine before that game. Like, Iowa State was like a 40-point favorite. I'm like, if you want to make some money, take the under and Drake because nobody can even run on this field. Like, it is a, it's, it's horrible. And my media seat hassle, and this was my own fault because it's not like the press box was full for this one, but I'm sitting literally there's a window between me and Chuck Reed and Drake radio during this game and chuck reed is i love chuck Um uh, he's, he's a buddy of both of ours we both like him he's a very intense um broadcaster and i i i've never wanted to just hop over and just punch a play-by-play <laughs> guy in the face before <laughs> If I was, the the disaster, like would have been just completely out of control if Iowa State loses that football game on so many different levels, and Chuck Reed is just over there just being such a dick, right? He's just you know, and he's excited for his team. I get it, but I'm like not in the mood, bro. My my underwear's wet. You know, there's significant shrinkage going on. Well, hang on, like, so you were? I thought you were in the press box. I was the visiting team. How are you so cold? Because. Because I hadn't, I didn't have a second pair of clothes. I was still soaked from the pregame. Just was, the, you were my, outside my, for the whole pregame show. I was outside for like two hours before the game started because why? I because I do I, at that game. I think it was late in the year, so it was December. I did Cyclone Fanatic pregame three hours to two hours before kick. Then Cyclone the Radio what you Network. doing outside. What that's why you where do it the indoors somewhere. We're outside. Why? Because that's
1: where it used to be. That sounds like a horrible mistake It was terrible It was one of the worst days of my life Do do you remember when Chuck Reed spilled the Skittles All over the court at the Drake game And they had to stop playing (laughs) There was video of it at Channel 13 (laughs) He He had a big box of like movie Like movie sized box of Skittles And he had like a courtside seat For the Drake games And he spilled the Skittles, and they go rolling all over the floor. And they had to stop the game for like five minutes and pick up all of these. And the Skittles are rolling everywhere. They're going everywhere. And he's out there. He's trying to kick them around, kick them back. It's a huge deal. I'm surprised they didn't get teed up for that. You don't remember that? It was about about 10, 15 years ago.
0: We got to, somebody still has to have that video somewhere. Oh, yeah. Keith Murphy definitely has that video in the channel 13. No way he's gotten rid of that. Uh, Anyways, that's the Chuck Chuck Reed portion of the pod. Iowa's a, uh, our friends at Circa, shout out Circa Sports, Iowa. Download their app, guys. I'm telling, Bloom did over the weekend. Bloom says to me today, he's like, holy shit, why didn't I download this earlier? The odds are way better. And I was like, I'm, I told you. I'm not lying. Here's my problem. I, the gambling isn't legal yet in Florida. Well, someday. I I mean, I hope. We're working but, on a Vegas trip where we're going to go and stay at Circa. hmm And so they want to, like, videotape us just getting drunk in a penthouse suite. <laughs> are you cool with that? It's going to be like the hangover. <laughs> Mike Tyson.
1: Tigers. Wait, you just sent me a text earlier asking if, if my wife would want to go.
0: Well, it's just bouncing that out there. Just Is she gonna want to deal with that? Well I don't really well, I thought actually we'd put the wives in a whole other complex. What about your kids? Yeah, I'll get a sitter. My mom and dad can help.
1: What, back in Iowa? Yeah.
0: I'm not taking my kids kid to kids. <laughs> circa. Are you
1: kidding me? I don't know what I don't know what you do with kids. I don't have any.
0: Yeah. You need to stop saying that this is what you get for having kids thing is your common response to everything I text you. Like, or
1: you're like, ah oh, well no, I've got it, you know, I've got to put Elise down for a nap. And if she see, goes down for a nap at two thirty, then I can't do the podcast until
0: seven thirty. Like this how is, does that even make sense? This is the problem with guys like you, and I and I don't care. Like I totally respect the fact that you didn't have kids. Great. Well, like when I'm trying to like explain this stuff to you, you just don't understand it. You can't comprehend mm-hmm. it. So like no. all weekend long I'm trying to do all this work and I'm one on two with these two girls and they're actually really good kids. Like she's been sitting next to me this whole time and you why don't you get a nanny?
1: You got well, all this money gotta, coming in from you gotta, Fairway.
0: You gotta pay for those things.
1: Yeah, Fairway'll pay for it. <laughs> Just get a live in nanny.
0: Uh I I work with people who have like
1: three live-in nannies. See, I could use one of those, but I can't afford it. They're not even called nannies. I don't know what they're called. You know how how
0: expensive that is? I don't even want it. What the hell kind of money do you think I make? I'm a freaking blogger. Iowa is a 28-point underdog at Ohio State. We were off on that.
1: I guessed 23 and a half, I think, on Thursday's show. You guessed somewhere around there.
0: Give me yeah, I Iowa. thought it would be under 24. Give me Iowa. It's a lot of points. Really? It's a lot of points. And I'm
1: telling you, well, Iowa's offense is going to score more points against Ohio State than they will against a lot of other teams. Yeah, because they know Ohio that Ohio State's going to score, and they, they and, know they have to open it up. Yeah.
0: Well, and, I mean, you're giving Brian Ferentz the bye week to come up with some Ooh, really yeah. good stuff here. That's true. Backyard football.
1: But a lot of backyard football this weekend.
0: Watching Did you, the, you see
1: Hendon Hooker and Bryce yeah. Young running around? Watching that
0: game, if you couldn't <laughs> sit there and like just laugh at the Brian Ferentz comment about mobile quarterbacks. We have no interest in backyard football in Iowa City, Chris. No interest. Man, yeah. Uh, Bryce Young. By the way, speaking of that game. Well, it's without- 28
1: and a half here with uh, Van Wink's got the current odds up. 28 and a half is the line. Total is 40. DraftKings. 40 I'm for I'm sorry, 49. This is DraftKings. Yeah. Iowa 25 to 1 to win.
0: Um <laughs> the Bryce Young, uh, speaker of the backyard football and everything. I think that they get blown out if he doesn't play in that game. They do. They do. He was
1: I don't, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Okay. He was keeping them in it. Yeah. I didn't get to see the whole thing, but I, I I was. It was funny. I was in Birmingham watching that game go down with a bunch of Alabama fans, and boy, they were pretty quiet after they lost that game. But we didn't even. They still control their own fate. You know, they they still they went out there. They're in the playoff.
0: Hooker's to Heisman today, right?
1: I have not seen the updated odds, but my guess is CJ Stroud is still a pretty big favorite. He was a. He was a. Big favorite going into this weekend. He was like minus 140, and the, the number two guy was eight to one. And who was that? Uh geez, I I'm I'm blanking on on who was the number two guy. It wasn't Bryce Young. Hooker was 14 to 1. I, I would guess that right now Hooker's probably something like five to one. He's probably number two in the Heisman odds now behind CJ Stroud.
0: Hold on. I'm pulling it up right now. It uh, looks like. Oh, Corum from Michigan
1: is in the. He's base. up now, too, because he, he had a. He, he's so
0: good. I'm seeing he's Stroud, Stroud plus 100. Okay. Hooker plus 800. So Caleb it's not Williams. Yeah. yeah it's not Caleb close. Williams at plus 800. I Caleb think. Williams. He was number yeah. two
1: at 8 to 1 going into the week, and they get beat. So.
0: This is insane. How is Max Duggan all the way down at plus 4,000? That doesn't because make he any sense.
1: Place for to me. TCU.
0: Yeah, well, that's the problem with this system. If, if I had to vote today, it would be, be Hooker. Max Duggan would be a clear one-two for me.
1: I think the problem is, and the reason why his odds are so long is because they're assuming that TCU isn't going to run the table, isn't going to make the playoff. And let's be honest, if you're going to win the Heisman Trophy, you're probably going to need to be on a team that goes to the playoff, a team that has a ton of success. TCU is off to a good start, but are they really going to run the table? Are they really going to be in the playoff? If you don't make the playoff, you have to be like, Your numbers, your season has to be just far and away better than anybody else for you to have a chance. Or else it's just going to go to the guy on Alabama or the guy on Georgia. You know, you could say the same thing about Stetson Bennett, though, at the same time. Bennett doesn't get that shine Mm -hmm. because he's not a huge NFL prospect. A really good player, though. I can't wait for uh, Tennessee's going to Georgia soon. That's going to be... I'm sitting next to a Georgia fan on the flight home today. He's all fired
0: up. Man, did you see the uh, Tennessee like students last night? It was just. There is no
1: place I would rather not be than on the field at Tennessee when that went down. Like Jenny Dell, the sideline report. I I I have been in too many of those in Iowa City and Ames. I hate being on the field during field stormings. What are you like claustrophobic? I've had some bad experiences. Did you get like arrested? Well, that was the Michigan State game. That wasn't a field storming. That was. Would well, you get arrested? A different for? circumstance. Somebody at work just found out about this the other day too, and they, they were <laughs> blown away. So the reason I'll go back to that in a second. The reason I don't like field stormings is because it's dangerous. And I was when Iowa beat Penn State in 2008 with that last second field goal. A Penn State lineman. I had the camera on my shoulder like this, going onto the field. Penn State lineman comes from this side, blindsides me, just blasts me over. I fall down, camera falls, that, rolls and pieces start falling off of it. Thank God Brandon McCauley was, was right by me. He got hit too, but didn't fall over. And then he calls it our guardian angel. Some random guy was right next to us and helped, us, helped me to my feet and helped me gather my camera before the entire crowd. Got on us. And then after that, never again. I anytime I was involved on the field when there was a field storm, that forty four forty one game in Ames, the overtime game, I went straight to the corner. Never again will I be in that. Unless I'm forced to because of like a sideline report or something.
0: Um look at these look at this footage that Van Winkle has of these kids and these goalposts. How about Tennessee? Have you heard about this? They are yeah. crowd. I, oh, this pisses funding. me off. Oh, this makes
1: me mad like the like the program all the money that they earned just in that win last night all the publicity that they got and they're going to ask to crowdfund for new goal posts
0: <laughs> somebody pulled it up i saw it on twitter like the goal post costs like 100 grand that's video from josh pate by the way pate state he was he's he's the, field for he's that the one. best uh, i know i some i don't know if this is like real somebody posted that like goalposts are like a hundred grand and the freaking sec know. money. And they got to crowdsource this. Now, I, I would on.
1: guess 50 to a hundred grand. That's my guess. It's just some posts that you put so into the ground. They,
0: David oven from the athletic did a great piece. I've known David forever. Is that um, how he
1: pronounces his last name? Yeah. Ubin. I thought it was Ubin. <laughs> no, Ubin. it's oven. Like this Ubin? is the,
0: this is the show about mispronouncing. Yeah. It's hmm, Ubin. Okay. Um, he followed around the mob last night in Knoxville and just followed these kids around for like two, three hours until the go- See, I, until I the post no got put in, that. in the None. river. There are so many people that are like, oh,
1: God, I'd love to be in Knoxville right now. Oh, that is the last place I would want to be. That drunken mess after that win... Unless you're willing to get in it with them and get as drunk as they are, <laughs> no, no thanks. It's like being in a club at four in the morning. You've got to oh, go all in yeah. or it's the worst thing ever. Is that is that, oh, Smokey with the goalpost?
0: Yeah, that's the mascot. That's great. So apparently this was part of, that was part of Ubbin's story. The mascot is cared for by a fraternity. Like the dog lives in this frat house. Really? So I I've met apparent um
1: Reveille, the uh A and M dog, and it is cared for by a family. A family has. I was down visiting my, my friend John and his he, he lives in college station and the dog was out with us at the bar. Just hanging the with us. The dog was at the bar? Yeah. A couple
0: years ago, yeah. It was great. I didn't he know that they out had with a the dog. A&M mascot. You don't know Revelie? No. Oh, yeah. I don't know what AM is. They are they they act like a military school, but they're not <laughs> like a weird. military school. You know, like that. I, don't, do I have no stuff. idea what they are. I don't know what they're doing. Uh let's what else we got here? Oklahoma State TCU. Here's the deal. Just as good of a game as Bama, Tennessee, but it's up against Bama, Tennessee. What That's What the tough. hell happened?
1: I, I well, was following that game on my phone. Spencer
0: Sander lost his mind in the second half, is what happened. Oklahoma State was up what, twenty four to seven? Yep. What, but,
1: what did he do? he turn the ball over a bunch?
0: Yeah, well he he had a honestly like I mean, it was a Spencer Peters type line in the second half. Oh, no. No chance it was that. Bad. In the second half. <laughs> he was he, was, he completed so like 30% oh, of me, his
1: Hang on. He was 5 for 13 <laughs> 23 yards a pick, a fumble <laughs> and four sacks.
0: All right, point taken. It wasn't that bad. But it was—I think he was like 16 for 38 or something. It was—he had a horrible stat line. It was really, really terrible. Hmm.
1: There go his Heisman odds.
0: And after yesterday, chances. I mean, come on, can we can we put all this ridiculous like comps between the Iowa and Iowa State offenses to bed, please? <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, I get it. We're trying to drum up like, can we just stop with that? Everybody who's watching, but but there were some Iowa State fans
1: that were yeah, doing the same thing. They're and they just wanted, overreacting. They wanted, Dina. oh sure, absolutely, but they wanted hard <laughs> questions to be asked of Tom Manning and.
0: Well, that's fair. I'm not. I don't. Uh, come on, let's just stop with the Manning Brian Ferentz comp. Like it's not. That's not a fair comp. That's Brian Ferentz, <laughs> Tom Manning. <laughs> Such a stupid tweet. You're just trolling people. Uh, big Twelve. I'd kill for Tom Manning at Iowa. I'd
1: kill for him. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, you so guys we, that 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 two thirty window was fun for you guys. You'd yeah, so we actually
0: game. Van Winkle was over at my house, and you had and it on the middle, the big screen too. We put yeah, we put your stadium game on the big TV so we could listen to your play by play between um, Charlotte and UAB. Yeah,
1: Charlotte gave them a game. They were 20, 23 and a half point dogs, and they were up in the fourth quarter. That was shocking to me. Me too. Yeah. It's all you can ask for though. Doing a game, I would rather do a good game between two horrible teams than a horrible game between two great teams.
0: Uh looks like Michigan is a top 5 team. Yeah, I'll say. That and was again, uh, Penn State, impressive.
1: It, it seems like every year they start off 5 and 0, they're in the top 10, and last year it was Iowa. This year it's Michigan that shows they're not ready. They're they are not at the level of Michigan and Ohio State.
0: Michigan is really impressive. The those running they backs and McCarthy. They
1: they play smash mouth power football. They run on you.
0: They play good defense. But they can also get to the edge. They also have sure. the athletes to do that. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. And then what a nightcap with Utah and USC. I was so impressed with Utah's defensive coordinator. What a weird takeaway for me but they they get the lead, and, and how often do we see these teams oh, geez, the under a minute defense, to play, and they'll yeah. get into a prevent and stuff like that. They were bringing it. They were going all-out blitzes at Caleb Williams and just trusting their corners one-on-one, and, and it won them the game. Between Kyle Winningham deciding to go for two, and then that, like, that's the definition of playing to win. That's yeah. a cliche, and I don't always know what it means, I know what it meant there. They played to win that football game. I was blown away by Kyle Winningham and his staff in that fourth quarter last
1: And how about that crowd, too? Oh, it was great. I mean, that place was rocking. They they had already lost two games this season. You know, they, they had hopes of maybe making a playoff run, and that's, that's not going to pan out. But, man, they showed up for that game. They made a huge difference, and... You know USC. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe if they run the table from here on out, maybe a a one win Pac-12 champion USC is in that playoff conversation. They probably are. They're probably it's somewhere between it's fourth USC. and seventh in the country. But that's a that's a huge blow for the Pac-12. They do have a huge game this weekend, though. the The two remaining unbeaten teams are going head to head. I think it's Oregon and UCLA. UCLA and UCLA. Oregon's lost, obviously, in the and non-con, that's... but UCLA hasn't. UCLA is still still perfect. So Chip Kelly going back to Oregon, Chip Kelly that's Bowl. In Eugene. Yep. Yeah. So I I don't know. Pac-12 is in trouble. Big 12, unless TCU wins out, it looks like we
0: might have. Yeah, the Big 12's not that that league's too even. Those teams are too close. I just can't see anybody. In fact, I, yeah, they'll probably be a one-loss team. But, like, I mean, look, like, Texas at, at Oklahoma State, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I will say that Texas seemed – Iowa State beat them up physically a little bit in that game, which I was impressed from an Iowa State standpoint. I thought they
1: outplayed Texas. I mean, it, it kind of went the way we thought it would. Sleepy. The 11, 11 a.m. a.m. kick was kickoff. huge. Yeah, Iowa State, even though they had that punt block, they – they're able to bow up defensively and I could go on and on and on about the special teams. Just like Was he God. even, it wasn't even, was he asked, I think Randy asked him about the special teams in the post game and Matt kind of skirted around answering it. I, here's the deal. He, he more talked about like how they responded after the mistakes. Here's a little inside football. the
0: situation. Yeah. He like, that clearly whatever they're doing isn't working. <laughs> okay. Not like making, but the whole like, they, they they do care. I heard uh, from a pretty good source that at halftime of the Ohio game, they were up like 30 to nothing or whatever it was. They had a PAT block <laughs> by Ohio. <laughs> and I heard Matt absolutely lost his mind on that team at halftime of that game.
1: Well, you it's, know what? It's Hire cl- a
0: damn <laughs> special teams
1: coordinator. That has got to be one of the 10... 10- <laughs> Spots oh. that you pay.
0: Well, no, but for. they got that guy from the. the An analyst is not no. a coach. He's from the NFL, and he, you know, and he <laughs> watches to <the> fill. <laughs> I've
1: done I've done a lot of games this season where I look at the, the special teams coach, and I'm just like, oh, that that guy's been a head coach. Like teams, let's get Chizik Know back. how important special teams are. Everybody except Iowa State, apparently. <laughs> No, hey, we got that about, guy from the Rams. If you're going to talk about winning in the margins, there is no margin like special teams. That's the margin. Okay, it's kind
0: of the definition of a margin in college football. Like,
1: it, and it's, it's have,
0: turnovers and special teams, right? And to penalties, have special teams as bad
1: from and it's every single unit. <laughs> it's 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 the it's the punt team. It's the punt return team. It's the kick return team. It's the it's the field goal kicking team. It's the PAT team. They're kind of the same. I get it. But it's everybody. And it's every year. And
0: I would even argue
1: that this is the worst year they've ever had.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's certainly At this point in the season, cost them has, the has, most. There
1: been, has there been a worse? I mean, I think next show... I'm going to compile all of the special teams miscues that Iowa State has made this season.
0: Oh my! Do you have that much time?
1: <laughs> it will. I'll, I'll have the CBS Sports research team compile all of the mistakes, and it's going to fill up the uh, entire screen.
0: Where are you at this weekend?
1: Uh, heading to Birmingham. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. UAB's no, no. UAB's not at home this week. I am going to San Antonio. Oh, nice! The runners. Love I love it. Roadrunners against North Texas. Those are the only two unbeaten
0: teams at Conference USA, and they awesome. go head to head on Saturday. Big time. What time? I'll be at the Alamo
1: I'll, Dome, three thirty Eastern Time. You are going to be, give me that middle TV again.
0: Is this uh, stadium again? Yep. Okay. I'll, I'll be locked into that. I would love it. I uh, I love that that type of football. I love that UTSA team. I love their defense. They're so, they play a lot like Utah does. Very aggressive. Mm-hmm. On defense, I really like to watch them. They struggled um, this weekend for a while, but it ended up winning. I was, I love the like mid conferences. I always pick a couple teams to like. I'm a huge Tulane fan. That's my team. Boy, they've been they're they're ranked. ranked? Yeah, Yeah. they've been good. Speaking of that, so I got on the third TV late last night because I got I'm watching a dirt race and I'm watching (laughs) USC. Uh, Are we going to address
1: the, the the NASCAR situation that uh, went down today? Oh, we! I feel
0: like we have to. First of all, <laughs> did you see this in the UNLV game against yes. Air Force? In the last
1: commercial break. <laughs> Look at this.
0: Uh, this this referee walks up into the bleachers. Right, not bleachers. I mean, uh, that's where a, the
1: Raiders play. That's the Raiders yeah, Stadium. That's where UNLV region. plays. He walks into the stands has a talk with the band the band director and he's like he's hand mo you you get the sense that he was like
0: god damn it
1: stop playing
0: (laughs) whatever he's doing i've never seen anything like this and then i just started thinking in my mind like could you just imagine like in an iowa state game as much as iowa state fans just hate refs like a ref just being like hey stop the game and he walks up into the bleachers (laughs) To talk Not to the band,
1: Iowa State band
0: situation. <laughs> yeah. our band actually listens and can follow directions. Unlike the Iowa band, what, freaking what did they,
1: rogue. I mean, how many how many Iowa band members did they murder? on the field after that game. A couple Do you remember
0: the just gaslighting that the Iowa president did after that? Like, yeah, I don't know oh, if we yeah. can play this game anymore.
1: It's just too unsafe for our band to come up there to <laughs> The freaking
0: you know, band just would have stayed where they were supposed to. They wouldn't have had a problem. on the
1: field. Well, I, I, what I read up on that, on what happened to that UNLV game. And they, they, I haven't heard anything from that official in that game. But so the Mountain West apparently has a special rule. Where you cannot, a band is not allowed to play at all during a game, during uh, when the ball is in, you can't play when the ball is in play, obviously, you know, when the play is going on, but you can play between plays, right? Yeah. But in the Mountain West, if a team goes no huddle, you can't play at all, even between plays. Oh, okay. But this is Air Force. I went back and I watched the series before that. They were huddling up. They were up 35 to 7. They were huddling up between every play. They were taking all the time off the play clock. And the ball was on the one yard line when he went up into the stands.
0: The he ball stopped the, the game on the one yard line to do that?
1: Line. There was a timeout called. They go to break and they come back, and that ref is up in the stands. With the ball on the one yard line, so I don't know. I don't know if they were if they were playing during. I didn't hear them at all. I could hear them playing between snaps, but I didn't hear them doing anything that wasn't legal, that wasn't within the
0: rules. So I I don't get it. That's bizarre. I I thought it was a riot though, because all I could imagine is like a really angry Jack Trice Stadium. Or like, could Brian, you imagine? Brian like,
1: says that YouTube took us off the air. Did we say something bad?
0: That, uh, that we did we violate YouTube guidelines? Maybe it was the uh, maybe it was the talk about Bubba Wallace and Kyle Larson. <laughs> yeah, we a, When they heard we when they heard fight.
1: that you got your start in media from from Tucker Carlson and Bill O'Reilly,
0: <laughs> that's it. You're out of here. Uh, Big tech coming after Dace and Narcisse here. Um, All right, that's all I got for you. Uh, Be a fun week, uh, a 28-point underdog. Yeah, I haven't been a 28-point underdog in a long time. This is like old school. Uh, This is like Hayden Fridays. We need to look that up. Uh, I'm sure. Actually, you know what? Hold on. Trent Condon, you know, because he's a huge degenerate. Mr. Wartberg says we're back on YouTube now, so we're all right. Here you go. Trent Condon sent us this tweet. Iowa's the largest underdog it has been since the year 2000. Okay, so that was Ferrance's second it was year. Nebraska, they were a 41.5-point underdog wow. in that game. I'm pretty sure I was at that game. I, I went to both of those games when that series was renewed. And Eric Crouch just abused the Hawks in that game in Kinnick. One game wasn't one game in Kansas City, and one game was at Kinnick. No. 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 You know what I did last night? This is (laughs) a. You're saying both of them were at Kinnick? No, one was in um, Lincoln, because I was there.
1: So you were at the game in
0: Lincoln? I went to both. I went to both games. Okay. And yeah, one was in Kinnick, and the other one was in.
1: Maybe they played them in Kansas City. They played Kansas in the State
0: in Kansas City one year. Okay, maybe that's good. what you're thinking of. Yeah, they played Bill Snyder in Kansas State there. Okay,
1: I was th- I was there when Iowa State played Kansas State. Uh, oh my god! Was that 2007 or eight? <laughs> was that an extra freaking point? special teams? <laughs> so it's it it goes well beyond the Matt Campbell era. The
0: so this is. The rabbit holes I go in when I'm getting drunk on a Saturday night. You know what game I put on my third TV once my dirt track race got over last night? You were really watching dirt
1: track racing on a Saturday night? Absolutely. I get pissed when people tell me that they are watching
0: baseball on a college football Saturday. Well, no. It was like 11.30. The games were over. Oh, okay. So you weren't. Okay, gotcha. All right. Yeah, like all the games were. I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I pulled up on YouTube the 1992 Miami-Iowa game. It was Mm. the first night game ever in Kinnick Stadium. Mm -hmm. Miami was the number one team in the country. Iowa had played in the kickoff classic the year before, lost to NC State, if you remember that. This is back, like, think about these non-conference schedules is what blew me away. This is 1992. Iowa started its season with NC State and Miami. And then they played. I'm sure they played Iowa State the next day game. They I did, and they, they it was just all like Power Five teams. Yeah. That was Dana Hughes, Harold Jasper. Harold Jasper had the only touchdown in that game for Iowa. They
1: had some good players on that team. I don't think it ended up being that was that was that right after the Rose Bowl season. Yes, yeah, Jim Hartley was the QB. There was a ton of uh, ton of people were excited. My dad was so excited for that game. On My
0: mom and dad. And they I just remember got smoked. I specifically, and I don't know what, I don't know where like, that game got into my head, but I start to think about it like old games, and then I pulled it up, and I'm like, oh, let's see if it's on YouTube, and sure enough, it was. Like I remember sitting at my grandma and grandpa's house watching that game because my mom and dad and aunt and uncle and everybody had gone east for the weekend and left me with the old blue hairs to, to <laughs> rot and watch the Hawks. But uh, no, anyways. So, so
1: this was, you said, the, the first time since the year 2000. That Iowa has been this big of an underdog in a game at 28 yes. and a half points
0: to Nebraska and yeah 41 and a half I mentioned points.
1: Arrowhead Stadium you were right that year they started the season at Arrowhead Stadium against number eight Kansas State then they played Western Michigan lost this was Kirk Ferentz's second season then they lost to Iowa State of then course. they went to number one Nebraska and lost 42 to 13. And then a few weeks later Ferenc got his first Big Ten win
0: Michigan against Michigan
1: State. State. And then it was Penn State and then Western and then and then away we went. And uh, and Kirk Ferrance is still the coach.
0: Hey, real quick, uh bring Van Winkle in here um, before we wrap things up. So YouTube kicked us off because we showed the band. Hold on, we what? can't hear you. We can't hear you, Van Winkle. Sorry, I muted myself. Uh, yeah, apparently we went black for a couple, you know, 20 30 seconds while we put the band video up. So
1: man, I guess we should stop playing UNLV band. So coaching. is that is that a um, maybe a, a C, you can't play a CBS Sports yeah, Network maybe. video? Yeah, sometimes YouTube can like see what you're playing and it'll it'll cut you off. Well, that just goes to show how popular Iowa Everywhere has gotten knowing that the, yeah. the executives at YouTube were watching us live. Couldn't agree more.
0: All right. Uh thanks for your time, Van Winkle. You're the man. Van Wink. Oh yes. And uh, last but not least, how did I so I had known that you were re-signing with CBS because you had told me, but you made it official. Congratulations. I didn't I totally missed this this on Friday. Congratulations.
1: No, thank you. Yeah, it's uh it's very exciting. Um uh I've I've In this business, it's mostly two-year contracts. Yeah, you know, sometimes you get three. Um, It and so I'm, I'm happy to say that it's the longest contract I've ever signed to stay with CBS Sports HQ. And and I'm sorry to say this to Keith Murphy, but it's the best job I've ever had. And it's it's not close because when I was working in Des Moines for Keith, my off days were Tuesday, Wednesday. I worked from 2 p.m. to 10.30 p.m., Wednesday through Monday. So it's every weekend. I didn't have many holidays off. It's just hard. It's It's hard. you got to really want to do it. And I did. I mean, I I was in my 20s. I didn't know any different. But And then I went to ESPN, and it was kind of the same thing. My off days went kind of all over the place. I always worked weekends. I always worked nights. And then I get this job here. I get to move to Florida. And I get weekends off. You know, a lot of times I go and I call a game, but that's not really work to me.
0: Well, the um, fact that they let you do stuff like this and go call games is says a lot about the place.
1: Yeah. And let, let me do
0: two guys named Chris. Right. There's not a lot of media entities that would just mm-hmm. be like, oh, yeah, do whatever you want. We ESPN trust you. and
1: would not allow it. They, yeah. they, there's... there's Certain places allow stuff like that. They, they want to see you expand your horizons. They want to see you have success other places. And some places just want to keep you in their box. And and that's one of the big reasons why this has been the best job I've ever had. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the next
0: several years. Awesome, man. Well, congratulations. We appreciate that. Um, we appreciate them letting you do this. It's awesome. And we uh, will be watching UTSA and... North Texas. Yes. You remember. The mean green. North Texas
1: has won eight straight conference games, and they were the only team in the regular season to beat UTSA last year. UTSA was 11-0, and Chris. They were ranked 15th in the country, and they went to Apogee Stadium in Denton, Texas, and got their ass kicked the
0: final the fighting Dan McCarneys. McCarney built that program. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Now it's Seth Littrell. He's a good coach. He is. He Thought was, he'd be in the Big Twelve by now, honestly. He Thought he, he would a get a great job.
1: Great first few years at North Texas. He probably turned down some jobs that he that some bigger jobs. And then he had some injury issues and in a couple lean years at North Texas. They started one and six last year. One and six. Yeah. They won their last five games to get to a bowl game, and now they're 3-0 in conference play. So, looking forward to that one. Alamo I, Dome. I'm calling it with Bob Davey. I haven't called really with Bob Davey before. Yeah, Bob Davey? It. He was the one that was on the call for all those <laughs> Iowa games in 2002 with Brad Banks. I remember that. <laughs> Bob Davey's in the booth. Brian Ferentz is on the sideline, on that team, watching Brad Banks play backyard football. And he's like... When I become offensive coordinator, there will be none
0: of this. <laughs> I was watching Nebraska-Purdue, and they just couldn't stop scoring points last night. And it, it was, was so much uh, fun. It was Matt Millen was the the color guy, and I was like, "This poor bastard!" Like he was the same guy. Oh yeah, who right. was at the Iowa-Nevada game? That you had idiots fifth-
1: that say Spencer <laughs> Petras isn't a good quarterback a lot, Let me—I know football. <laughs> Uh, and let me tell you this. this you kid don't kid. know Jack.
0: <laughs> well, I was just thinking the difference between mm-hmm. that night in Iowa City compared to what he was watching. By the way, folks, Nebraska's not going to be an easy out this year in the Big Ten West. I hate to tell you that. This Thompson kid now is playing with some confidence. No. I They're- think if you look at
1: it right now, you've you got to pick Purdue and Nebraska head-to-head against Iowa. I mean, I pick Purdue head-to-head against them going into the season. Right now, they might boat race Iowa. And I think Nebraska is a better team than Iowa.
0: Aiden O'Connell's playing really, really good football right now. Charlie
1: Jones again has more touchdowns than Iowa as an offense.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Man, well,
1: it'll be a but fun was, week
0: as a twenty-eight point underdog. So. It was. It was nice to not have to worry about an Iowa game on Saturday. I'm excited. The Vikings and Cyclones are off this week. I have a zero. You excited stress. for that? Yeah, it's going to be
1: great. You can just kick back and. Yep. It is always – I kind of get that when I don't have a game. If I get that random week where I don't have a game. And I I love calling games. And I would take any game, any weekend to call. But you get that weekend where you can just be a fan, unwind, just watch. Yes, that's what
0: I'm going to do. Tell tell the wife
1: to to take the kids to Vegas by herself. Go to Circus Sports. They'll get her a penthouse, and you get the whole house to yourself. You could
0: just sit there, honey, and you can just sunbathe and get drunk and take as much cannabis as you want. <laughs> just is get high.
1: Is it legal in Vegas? Oh, yeah. Everything's legal in Vegas.
0: Did you hear the Ricky Williams interview? This is the last time I'm saying goodbye to. Did you listen to this it This is yet? the
1: longest show we've done, by the way. We're up yeah. to fifth, over 50 yeah, we minutes. We don't have
0: work to get to. 70 so.
1: minutes. Well, I've got the Dr. Pepper shoot tomorrow
0: morning. Okay, yeah, right. get, get your beauty sleep. Big commercial star, yeah. What, what were you saying? What did you ask me? Um, if you listened to the Ricky Williams interview yet? No, speak. You brought so up I up this problem. I
1: have this problem where if someone tells me that I should watch something, that I I refuse to watch it. Like you told right. me that I need to watch it, and I know that it's. I'm sure that it's good. But there's just Thanks for the support. me that won't. No, I'll watch.
0: I sat there and watched you I know. call a freaking UAB Charlotte game while Bama, Tennessee, yeah, and TCO, had, Oklahoma State was going on. You
1: probably on. had some money on the game, didn't you? Yeah. Did you have,
0: and you yeah. were probably on UAB, right? Yeah, I was on UAB. So, Sorry. anyways. Disappointing. Thanks for that. listening. Thanks for watching. We appreciate you guys more than you know keep telling your friends that's the only way we can grow we're the little engine that could we don't have a lot behind us it's just a couple of assholes with a dream (laughs) thanks to matt van winkle we appreciate him as always and have a great rest of your sunday night later Iowa Everywhere.